Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever the Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Welcome back to Tales from 2 a.m. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. You can call me bad. Hashtag BTSC, B-A-D. Man, I got to tell you, I have up to 285 Twitter followers. And that's actually a big part of that was because Michael Beck retweeted one of my one of my. Uh, rare tweets that i had yesterday and i got a bunch of followers just uh, off of that man i tell you what i i know dave schofield's pushing for 500 or is it a thousand he's pushing for um i'm pushing for just 300 in fact let's get me to 300 there you go i uh, actually i don't care <laughs> i don't follow me on twitter either i get it but anyways hey it's so much fun remember what i always say if it's Tales from 2 a.m., then you are on here for a reason, because it's March, and there's not much to talk about, even though the new year is here. You bleed black and gold if you are on a Steelers podcast right now, so that's why I love you. We can't do this show without you. Really appreciate it. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the greatest free agents in Pittsburgh Steelers history. Once again, we're not talking Donnie Shell. We're not talking James Harrison. Those guys were undrafted free agents. Now, the greatest undrafted free agents in Pittsburgh Steelers history, I mean, those guys were absolutely incredible. Love to talk about that. We're also going to talk about some of the moves that the Steelers have made already. And they've made some great news. Great moves. And that is great news to make great moves. So let's talk here. Who would you consider the greatest free agent in Pittsburgh Steelers history? Josh Smith thinks he knows. Port Naquenba agrees with him. 
They're saying James Ferrier. Fellas, I agree with you. I don't think there's a better one than James Ferrier. I was in Vegas in 2002. It was right after my uh, separation, my divorce. And and the divorce didn't happen yet. So the starter wife that, that was still going on. But I was in Vegas. I was with my friends. It was a bachelor party. We were partying, having a great time. And I remember them getting ready to go out, and I saw this flash ac- across uh, an update on ESPN. And I'm like, "Wait, I can't go yet. They just the Steelers just lost Earl Holmes to free agency. He just went to the Browns of all places." And they're like, "Come on, forget about the Steelers. It's April or March." I'm like, "No, no. I mean, let me check this out. I'll meet you down there because." This was important to me. I was bummed. The Hitman Holmes was one of my favorite players. Like, what are they going to do at inside linebacker right now? That's going to be, that's a terrible loss for this team. Guess what? I don't know anything. All right. I don't know much of anything because they, they had it taken care of. Just right after that, they announced that they've signed former Eighth overall pick from 1997 from the New York Jets, James Ferrier. Potsy Ferrier, you know what he did. He was absolutely incredible on that team. They, I don't know if they win two Super Bowls without James Ferrier. I mean, they, they could. But James Ferrier was so important. And when you talk about the great ones from that team, it's Ferrier. But there's others. The very first unrestricted free agent from the Steelers. I'm going to talk about him in a minute. In a minute, but I'm going to go back to what I was talking about before the break, and that was I didn't know who this this guy was. Who's this safety? Would anybody go back in time and say? I mean, can you honestly say when you found out that the Steelers picked up? the safety formerly of Washington and also with with the New York football Giants, that you knew that Ryan Clark was going to be great for this team. He just seemed like a special team signing, and that's it. Just thought, all right, this is another guy that we're a no-name guy. Guess what? He was a name. The Pittsburgh Steelers knew his name. The front office knew what he can do and how he could fit. So basically, he was a piece of the puzzle. And they took that piece of the puzzle and they put it on the table. And they stuck it down. Now, did it fit right away? No. Because they had it sideways a little bit. Then they, through the next year, they realized that they could shift it a little bit, turn it around, press it down, and it fit like a glove. It was perfect fit. And that's what Ryan Clark was. Mule Skinner says Clark was severely underrated. Thaddeus Kennedy says Ryan Clark's hit on Willis, which was Willis McGahee, was absolutely nasty. Yeah, really was. Those were great. That was a great signing. Just because a signing is not sexy 
just because you're not getting that prized free agent that everybody's talking about doesn't mean that's going to work. Cleveland Browns are going to sign a lot of big names in the next couple of weeks because they've got a bunch of money. But all those superstars on one team don't always absolutely fit. I get it. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers brought some superstars in last year, and it did work for them. I, I get that. But this isn't like basketball with the dream team. This isn't Bosch and LeBron James joining Dwayne Wade. It's Those were five guys. Those were three guys in a lineup of five. This is a lot different. You have to make it fit. And that's probably what they need to do. They need to look for the fits. So when they sign a guy like BJ Finney and they look at a guy like Jesse James, you're going to, I know that's not, I know that's not sexy to anybody, but those could be good fits, especially how fiscally responsible the Steelers need to be right now because they just don't have it under the cap. Now, Mule brought up one of my all-time favorites, and this was the guy, and I mentioned him earlier. Kevin Green was the very first free agent signing for the Steelers in the unrestricted period. It happened almost 28 years ago to the day. Because the remember the blizzard of 93? This happened during the blizzard of 93. And I know that uh I know we're we're looking at the anniversary of that um right around now. I gosh, was it Pompiani that was bringing it up on Twitter? Um that was one of the craziest blizzards I've ever been in. And I remember just it being a footnote in the sports section, the Steelers went out and signed. Kevin Green. And I remember this guy. I was like, yeah, that guy was a very good player for the Rams. I remember him. Um, I was thinking at the time, man, he's been around a while because I know he was a rookie in 85 and this is 93. Oh, that'd be nice. Let's see how he fits. He fit. Fit real well. Only played three years for the Steelers. But man, he had some of his best years in black and gold. And he was a fantastic player. And we lost him right before Christmas, lost him in December of this year, rest in peace to one of the great ones. And we've talked about it. That was, he's going to go down as one of the greatest free agent signings of all time for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is he the best? Is Ferrier the best? Hey, I'd love to hear from you. Who's the best of those two? Does it matter? Does it matter who was the best? Doesn't. They had a great legacy. But who do you consider the greatest free agent signing in Pittsburgh Steelers history? I'd love to know. Dan Kinsella was not a free agent signing, by the way. But he's checking us out on Facebook. He's got a cat. And he says Andre Hastings. Man, I forgot about Andre Hastings. I did not put Andre Hastings on my list. Andre Hastings was amazing in the Super Bowl for the Steelers. Number 88. All those catches, 10 catches in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 30. He came from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here's an interesting story. The Steelers, in, in 1994, they were, they were on the verge of breaking out, in which they, had a, they went to the AFC Championship game after the 94 season. Of course, the Super Bowl after the 95 season. 
they really needed to get somebody. They really needed another wide receiver. Now, this was before the draft, before they picked up Charles Johnson as the number one overall pick. But they needed somebody in there. Yancey Thigpen wasn't the guy yet. He was still more of a special teamer that would come in and make some decent catches, but he wasn't the guy. They did not pick up Hastings until right before, uh, I believe, the 95 season. But they were looking at another guy. They were looking at the Super Bowl champions, the Dallas Cowboys at the time. And they had a wide receiver there. Of course, no, I'm not uh, I'm not talking about Lervin. I'm talking about another guy that was really good for that team. Do you remember who he was? He was a receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. I believe he wore number 80, if I'm not mistaken. And do you know what his name was? Because the Steelers were about to go ahead and throw some money at this guy. They were really looking at this guy. And the reason they were looking at him is because he showed up really well. He showed up very well in the playoffs, in the World Series. <laughs> the World Series, gosh, man, I'm losing my mind. I just called it the World Series. Um, in the Super Bowl, who am I talking about? I'm talking about Alvin Harper. And Alvin Harper was really good for that team. And so he was the guy that was going to be a free agent, but he had a transitional tag. So the Steelers were going to have to give give up a one and a three to get him. And here I am not knowing anything at the time saying, yeah, get this guy. He can make your team great. They didn't. Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not get their money's worth out of this guy. Tampa Bay Buccaneers also had to make room for him. And so there was another guy that they did not re-sign, and it was Andre Hastings. And Hastings comes in as a really good signing for this team. You know, that's that's what they do. They bring in guys. What would have the 11-0 start been last year without a guy like Tyson Alualu? When they signed Tyson Alulu, did he care? 2017, when he came over from Jacksonville, you're like, yeah, he's he's a number one pick. From the, actually, he was picked before, uh, he's picked after Joe Hayden. Uh, he was picked at number ten. I think Hayden was number seven. He was picked eight picks before Pouncey. Yeah, I mean, it's cool, but did you think it was going to be great? He was a good piece of the puzzle. For a couple years, he was a good backup. Last year, everyone's freaking out because Javon Hargrave's gone. Did anybody miss Javon Hargrave last year? No, not really. You know, they would have loved to have kept Javon. Now, Tyson Alulu's here. He's a free agent. He's 35. But they might go ahead and throw some... Um, a sweet, not a sweetheart, a uh, hometown deal, Adam. That would be a great signing for him because that 
it's not going to make huge headlines, but it's good. It's real good if they can go ahead and do it. Um, let's go ahead and look at some other free agents. And there's some guys that I actually don't have on my list here that that I really like um, out here. Mule Skinner says Thigpen was a Saints castaway. Um, I remember him as a fourth-round draft pick out of San Diego. I didn't realize he was with the Saints. Um, Thigpen ended up being great. I love Thigpen. Um, that's, I was actually at his very first game. Portna says Tommy Gunn was a productive dude. <laughs> Did, he was the XFL MVP. Nobody cared about signing this guy. He was just a footnote. Same with, I mean, they even brought in Charlie Batch after him. You know, these guys weren't supposed to do anything. They were great pieces of the puzzle. And my gosh, he went to the second round of the playoffs with the Steelers. You also had in, you also had a great backup for the team. Wow. You know, those are some guys. Thaddeus says D'Angelo Williams, man. Le'Veon Bell went down a lot. D'Angelo Williams was there to pick up, pick up the pieces. Thaddeus says Mike Tomzak was a great signing to replace Neil O'Donnell. Yeah, he was. A lot of people were bringing up the bus, not a free agent signing. When we talk about the greatest trades in free agent history, excuse me, in Pittsburgh Steelers history, <laughs> one of the greatest trades ever. Oh my gosh. We'll talk about that another time. I really don't count Fast Willie Bortna, um, mentioning Fast Willie Parker, because another undrafted free agent. So that's a guy that I don't really uh, look at. Mule um, Skinner said Tommy Gunn had a severe injury, and that was it for TG. Yeah, and he was also in Denver at the time when Denver wasn't really – they weren't done with John Elway. In fact – they drafted him out of UCLA in 1992, and Judd Oway was there for, still hadn't won Super Bowls yet, ended up winning them at the end of his career. You know, pretty good, pretty good signings. Um, Thaddeus says LeGarrette Blunt was a nice signing, LOL. I'm going to bring this up on the board, and I'm going to take a lot of crap for this. LeGarrette Blunt was a good signing. I actually think so. I know Thaddeus is being facetious here. I don't think he was a bad signing. Here's the thing. They didn't use LeGarrette Blunt right. Was LeGarrette Blunt a jerk? Yeah. Um, they were running the wheels off of Le'Veon Bell. If LeGarrette Blunt didn't jerk out and leave because he didn't like the way he was being used, guess what? He might go farther in the playoffs that year. Now, the thing about LeGarrette Blunt, if they would have played him a little bit more, he had an attitude problem. The players were glad when he was gone. But they brought a guy in, they paid him, and they didn't do anything with him. And they tried to do the same thing. They really tried to do the same thing with D'Angelo Williams. But Bell got hurt, and they needed him. Let's talk about some other great free agents. I've got a list here too. John C says Jericho, Jericho Cotri. Was that a sexy free agent signing? Didn't he have like 10 touchdowns one year? Yeah. Really did. Really did. Jericho Cotri, nobody, he was not on the top of anybody's list. 
but he was very important to that team. Josh Smith, the greenskeeper. Milwaukee Moore, underrated signing. I had Milwaukee on my list. Man, Milwaukee had a start in 2008. They might not go as far as they did in 2008 without Milwaukee Moore. Um, Matt Stofka with a great question. I'm going to get to in a little bit. I like that. Um, Steven Nelson. Okay, he hasn't been here long. The the highest priced free agent in Pittsburgh Steelers history was Steven Nelson. I got to tell you, it's ended up sol- helping solidify the cornerback situation. Really good signing. My favorite, one of my favorites, and I put up there in the top five, is Jeff Hardings. Jeff Hardings is not going down in history with Mike Webster, Dermonte Dawson, and he's not going down in history with the other guy, Mar- Marquise Pouncey. He's not. But Jeff Hardings bridged the gap, helped them win a Super Bowl, and was really important to that team. He's a guy you look at right now. When you think about the Steelers, finding a perfect piece of the puzzle. That guy was the perfect piece of the puzzle. And when you're looking at, I think he was in his 30s at the time when they brought him in. And when you're looking at a guy like that, Jeff brought up a guy like Alex Mack the other day who's 35 years old. You can bring a guy like that in. You can. Get a couple years out of him. They're not going to now because they brought in BJ Finney. But you could bring in an older player. And the reason I'm going to bring up those older players right now, there's some names being bandied about. There's some players saying they would love to play for the Steelers. Like Adrian Peterson. And apparently Adrian Peterson, it was down to the Steelers and Saints in 2017 to who he was going to sign with. Sign with the Saints. He brought up that he wants to play for the Steelers. Would you sign Adrian Peterson? Before you say no. What kind of benefits would you get out of them with a very cheap contract? Probably more benefits than, than you'd ever know. What about Frank Gore? Would you sign a Frank Gore? Man, he's been around a long time. But he's still, he's not, he's not going to be your bell cow. Neither would Adrian Peterson. But if you bring in a guy that's good in the locker room and could do some good things on the field in their 30s, yeah, that's pretty good. Remember Otis Anderson? He was a free agent signing for the uh, Giants. Man, he's Super Bowl MVP also. He was that old guy that they could trust with the ball, and he was a Super Bowl MVP because of it. You know, there's some, just because they're not sexy signings doesn't mean that they can't fit. Um, you know, we're looking at, Portna brings up uh, Harding's left, then it was... Uh, Justin Hardwig, Ugh, yeah, and plus Justin Hardwig called my friend Tony Defio an idiot, so I'm never going to forgive him for that. Here's my favorite, one of my favorites. They came around the same time, and they're all running backs. There's actually three of them that all came in the mid-90s. John L. Williams, probably one of my favorite fullbacks in Pittsburgh Steelers history. Wasn't here long. He was great, and he was very important in 94-95 for those teams. 
We talked about Moeldy Moore. Eric Pegram was another one, man. Eric Pegram, they lost Barry Foster. What are we going to do without Barry Foster? You bring in Eric Pegram, and he and Bam Morris put everything together for that team, and they ran the ball well, and they went to the Super Bowl. Ray Seals is a guy that was a great free agent pickup for that team. Dwayne Washington, Wayne Gandy, Duval Love, Brent Alexander, guys like that. Dallas, I'm not going to give you a guy whimper, and I see your guy whimper, and I raise you a Barrett Brooks. Not going to put those guys on the board, but I I love you bringing those that one up. Um, Boobash. I got to bring Boobash up here. Chemo. All you got to say is chemo. That was not a high-profile signing. You think chemo was a perfect piece of the puzzle? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Thaddeus is disagreeing with me. I have no problem with that. Um, But, yeah, you're going to see some older guys. Older free agents are going to be signed. And, yeah, I get it. Portman says, I would also like to play for the Steelers. I love that. You know, this is not going to be your average free agent year. It's going to be different. It has to be different. The guy I had on my list and then then uh, I was going to bring up, and then I got sidetracked, uh, another uh, former Ram that we did lose most recently um, this year. Tim Lester was a free agent fullback that was signed from the Rams to keep playing with Bettis. Still have the t-shirt of him as the bus driver. Yes. I got to tell you, though, you are correct and you're not correct. I want to go ahead and uh, I want to go ahead and correct you there a little bit. Tim Lester came before the bus. Tim Lester was on that 95 team. So actually, they went to Tim Lester and said, hey, you blocked for this guy. What are your thoughts on Jerome Bettis? And he's like, yeah, if you get a chance to bring him in, you bring him in. Tim Lester was a big part of uh, Bettis coming here. Um, Bam Morris was not, Dallas asked about Bam Morris. No, he wasn't a free agent for the Steelers, but they coupled Pegram with Bam Morris. And when they lost Barry Foster, Bam Morris was a third round pick in 1994 out of Texas Tech. So there you go there. There have been bad free agents too. You're not going to hit on every single one of them. Um, Morgan Burnett looked like, man, I was with BTSC when they signed Morgan Burnett. I'm like, this is the guy. They needed this guy. This is the greatest free agent signing in Pittsburgh Steeler history. Uh, yeah, I was wrong. And I'm not afraid to mention that I'm wrong. Sean Mahan, not a good free agent signing for him. Ladarius Green could have been a great free agent signing, but he was hurt. They didn't look into him, so it was a bad signing. And some people might disagree with me on this. Mike Mitchell hated the signing, and I didn't like the player. He had some moments for the team, but no, didn't love him. Another guy that I forgot, Deuce. Loved the Deuce signing, says uh, Portna. Deuce signing was great. Got hurt, but man, in 2004, he was off. To He would have had a 1,000-yard season and even more, but he just got hurt. 
Thaddeus says Burnett played good for the Browns the next year. Yeah, he did. You also remember when we're talking about the perfect piece of the puzzle, we're talking about fit. Some puzzle pieces don't fit in Pittsburgh. Well, some puzzle pieces aren't going to fit elsewhere. Think about some puzzle pieces that are going to go elsewhere. Juju might not fit as well with the Raiders or a team that's looking at him. He might, I mean, it might be great, but he might not fit there. Le'Veon Bell didn't fit in with the Jets. Really didn't. You know, not all guys are going to fit in other places. That's one of the things that you need to uh, look at is how they're going to fit. So one last question um, that I brought up, that I said that I was going to bring up earlier. Who was, and it was Matt Stofko brought this up. And Matt asked, who was the worst free agent loss for the Steelers? And so, you know, you can look at a couple of them. I thought Chad Brown was, was a rough loss for the team. However, they had a lot of linebackers. And so losing Chad Brown didn't kill them as much. But if you ask me the worst free agent loss for the Steelers, Dallas's sink Thigpen, I'm still going with Rod Woodson. Now, Rod Woodson played 10 years here. If he was on that 1997 team, he was in the championship game that year for the San Francisco 49ers, ended up going to other AFC championship games, played in other Super Bowls, played with the the Raiders and the Ravens, won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. That still kills me. Um, But I think if he's still on that 1997 team, that the Steelers are actually in the Super Bowl in 97, despite three interceptions from Cordell Stewart at the AFC championship game that I attended. Um, So what I'm saying is I thought Rod Woodson, that was the free agent loss that that was the biggest mistake that I thought they made in free agency and letting a guy go. And because he was a convert, he was converted to safety. And he would have done really well in Pittsburgh if he would have kept him. But that's ifs and buts and candy and nuts. With that being said, hey, thanks so much for spending the time with me today. We're all out of time here. I love talking Steelers with you. Um, I did not bring up uh, Dion saying Mike Wallace. I didn't bring up Portna saying Neil O'Donnell. So I'll bring those up now. You know, I got to tell you, though. Free agencies upon us, and whether you love or hate what the Steelers do, think about what you do in their shoes if you were the one budgeting the ba- uh, balancing the budget, and think about what pieces of the puzzle, no matter how shiny they are or how dull they are, sometimes you've got that piece that looks like it's like it's just the piece of a tree. It's tree branches, and you're like, this could go anywhere on the puzzle. That's the thing. It could go anywhere on the puzzle. Then you find the spot that it fits, and then you know. At the end, that puzzle's complete, and you're looking down at accomplishing your goals 
when you look at that 1,000-piece puzzle all put together. This is a 53-piece puzzle. But when you find that right piece and it fits, it's glorious. So thanks so much for hanging out with me. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. You can call me bad, and we will be here next week once again to talk about some fun stuff from Steelers past and throw in the future as well. So I got to tell you, one more time, the BJ Finney pants, they're back, baby. That's exciting. But forget about me. Remember these names, Jeff Hartman, Dave Schofield, Tony Defio, Jeffrey Bennett, Benedict, Michael Beck, KT Smith, Shannon White, on and on, Matty Peverell. Don't forget about Mark Davison. If I forgot anybody, Big Brosco. These guys are going to be busy. They are going to be busy all week long because this is going to be a busy Pittsburgh Steelers week. And you're going to get all the news, not just your one-stop shop. The guys like to call it the one-stop shop. That's true. It's also your non-stop shop. It's behind the steelcurtain.com on the editorial side. Don't forget about it. It is there, and that's where you need to go first. Whether we're going to have it on Twitter, we're going to break the news fast. I got to tell you, it happens, and these guys are on it before I even find out. And it's awesome. They're just boom, 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 and it's out there. And they throw it out on our Slack channel, and just like that, I got it, I got it, I got it, and it's out there before anybody else sees it. And it's great. So remember BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. Remember, if you did not move your clock, you got to do it because I almost screwed up. I would have been on a lot later than I needed to be. And I and uh, I didn't I didn't realize it. Man, I'm losing it when I don't know what time it is. So I forgot all about daylight savings time. So go ahead and spring forward. It's going to get nicer. It's going to feel really good. And next thing you know, we're going to be talking about training camp. Wow. The draft's next. Free agency's first. But it's coming. So, for Brian Anthony Davis, that's me. I ask you to do one thing. Actually, I'm going to ask you to do three things. Be safe. Be true to yourself. And always be behind the steel curtain. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... 
To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.